This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your first stop for the best in Western style. And by the way, you don't have to be into the Western look to grab a good looking pair of boots. I recently got a pair of ostrich skin round tip boots, and I'm warm with my suit. These boots are so versatile that I can throw them on with a full head to toe suit. And Anthony Smith came right up to me and he's asking me where I got them. Well, I told him the only place to get them, Tacovas. And they have a seasonal limited edition offering. It's right now, this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, accessory, and more. My wife just surprised me with the ostrich wallet and a belt for my birthday, in case you've seen me. I feel like I look pretty sharp in it. I truly do, and Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style, plus their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary beverage or two, and shop for new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience quite like it. If you can't make it into the store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-B-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and they ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your favorite pair of boots today. Guys, I'm really into things that add more convenience to my life. It's even better when it also comes with safety in a high quality package. I'm talking about my Eufy Video Lock. I'm still loving this thing. I love this thing so much that I'd like to invest in the company. I am so impressed with this product that I'm willing to back it. And if anyone out there knows how I can do it, please reach out. You gotta check it out for yourself. I'll probably do a quick social post, but for now, just search UV Video Lock. Do it online. It's a three-in-one smart lock, 2K camera with an audio and doorbell. It's easy to install. It has fingerprint recognition, so I don't even have to remember a code. I can control it all in an app, which again, the convenience is such a big plus for me. We are always on the go, and being able to monitor our home on the road is such a nice option. Not only that, I don't have to rush to the door if the doorbell rings. I can either open the door or ignore whoever's at the door by vetting them through the app. There is no monthly fees for security video storage. The battery is rechargeable, and each charge lasts about four months. This Eufy Lock is fantastic, and I highly recommend it. Search Eufy Video Lock online. That's Eufy, E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com backslash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your front door. What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday. And thank you for joining another special episode of Your Welcome. It was another entertaining weekend in combat sports. And coming up on today's show, I'll tell you what MMA guys need to do to start getting paid like the Paul brothers. I'll also give some official predictions for UFC 263. And we'll begin today's show with my thoughts on what we saw in the ring on Sunday night between Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather. But before that... I want to shout out one of our sponsors, 8sleep. Guys, I got to tell you, I'm not Mr. Big Spender, by the way. I don't think you would consider Chael cheap, and I certainly won't mooch. If we go out, you get a tab, I'll get a tab. But you know what I don't mind spending money on is a good night's sleep. I truly find that to be an investment, truly. If I can get a better night's sleep and be a happier person with more energy, I can justify the covers. I can justify the pillow. It's also a one-time buy. I don't know that I've ever had to go back. I don't know how long you're supposed to keep a pillow, how long you're supposed to keep sheets, but I really don't remember sheets ever getting holes in them or pillows ever going bad. True story by myself. Now, I also like technology. Sometimes you can get intimidated by technology, and in the world of sleeping cool, this has been like a scientific game that the companies have been playing for years. 
buy these sheets for a cooler night's sleep. Some guys are promising they have a mattress that is like anti-body heat absorbing, thus giving you a cooler night's sleep. Okay, fine. However any of that all works, and believe me, I've tried it all, maybe you're like me. I finally went to something called 8sleep.com, okay? Now, 8sleep.com is an actual scientific technology where you're not counting on some kind of mystery foam that has like magical abilities to wave a wand over you when you're sleeping and cool your bed. It actually cools the bed with water. You set the temperature after you set this up and it runs water through the cooling pod to whatever temperature you like. Which by the way, I control my side of the bed with my iPhone. My wife can control hers. By example, if she wanted to sleep at 88 degrees, meaning go hotter, she could. If I wanted to sleep at 55 degrees, I could. And she wouldn't be bothering me and I wouldn't be bothering her. I only offer you that because it's ran over your iPhone and this thing sets up really fast. I'm not one of those jerks that tells you to go get something. Oh, and it's so easy to sign up, but then it's not. It is. It is, or I'd say it wasn't from the beginning. It's easy to sign up. They will deliver this right to your house in a box. You will take the box into your bedroom and then open the box and boom, a king size bed pops out or a queen size bed or whatever size that you would like with the cooling pod. It's got Wi-Fi technology. It literally has a hotspot where you go into your phone. It brings, it's got its own Wi-Fi device. I don't know how this works. I'm just telling you that it does. Guys, go to 8sleep.com slash you're welcome. Check out the Pod Pro cover. You gotta know what it's called. This is called a Pod Pro cover, not just a mattress. I'm telling you about the Pod Pro cover. You're gonna save $200 for going and knowing to say you're welcome. That's 8sleep.com slash you're welcome. 200 bucks off, which I might add is pretty generous by me. Paul versus Mayweather, let's unpack this thing. Look, let's start at the beginning. Paul won this fight. Now, that's not a correct factual statement. Correctly, factually, nobody won this fight, right? There, there was going to be no winner. In fact, that was a rule. That was a rule when this fight put on that you could not announce a winner should this thing go to a decision. I believe you could not even announce a winner if there was a knockout. We would all just get it. It would be very clear. There would be no discussion, but you could not announce. You could not actually have a winner. Floyd, who went into this fight by example at 50-0, and 0, was coming out of this fight officially at 50-0. and 0. Okay, but that's also not the way I remember us agreeing as a community to judge and view this fight. The way I clearly remember us as a community agreeing to judge and view this fight is that if Logan goes the distance, Logan wins. If he doesn't, if he gets stopped by Floyd, Floyd wins. So you look at this and many people were saying that, that Floyd won and they acknowledge how terrible Floyd looked in comparison to the Floyd that we, we used to remember, right? Okay. But there's more to it. And many people are even saying under boxing rules that Logan lost this match. I don't, I don't disagree. I really don't disagree. But I will tell you, if we're looking at this thing collectively over eight rounds and not breaking it into a one-round system, which is what we said we were going to do, they were going to box for eight rounds. We were not going to judge the rounds. If Logan beats Floyd by knocking him out or Logan goes the distance, he beats Floyd. That's what we agreed on. Logan beat Floyd. I should also mention for you, Floyd, in those eight rounds, this might really surprise you, this number, Floyd landed 15 more punches than Logan landed. That's humiliating. A guy who has never done it versus a guy who's never won doing it. A guy who has never lost took on a guy who has never won. The guy who's never lost landed 15 more punches. By the way, I should mention for you, Logan, who lost through 100 more punches than Floyd. And you could look at that, sure, and you can say that, that Logan was throwing air balls and Floyd was getting out of the way in this defensive boxer. You can say all of those things. That's not the way a judging match, a boxing match is to be judged. There is something to be said for aggression. As you guys would relate it to MMA, it's called cage control. But when you have one athlete who's trying to win a fist fight by throwing fists and you have another one who's not, that has to be considered. That has to be considered greatly. I don't know how people are attempting to rewrite this by saying that Logan missed a hundred more punches. He threw a hundred more. 
Logan, who was tired, who was exhausted, who should have been. He wasn't conditioned for this. He's never done anything like this. And he still outworked a guy who's never lost at it. 50 times up to bat, 50 times, perfect games. He outworked him by 100 punches in only 8 rounds. I don't know. I don't see those numbers the way some people are, are, are trying to rewrite it. And I realize that this is a sweet story, and, and Floyd is in the twilight of his career, and his own promoter, he's got no bigger fan than Espinosa. And Espinosa himself came out and said, we're not going to see Floyd fight again. To use uh, Stephen's exact words, we're probably not going to see Floyd fight again. But this is Floyd's biggest fan. Look, I'm not attempting to take away from Mayweather. I think it was a chicken move. I think it was a very cowardly move that Floyd did to go and box a guy who you have such a lopsided record against that a commission wouldn't even sanction. Openly and publicly, won't, we won't even sanction something so ridiculous. I think that's cowardly. I also see where it's very smart. I see where I would have done the same thing. Floyd has one job, which is to take the biggest paycheck against the easiest opponent. He did his job. I don't challenge that. I don't challenge it. What I'm speaking to is the ongoing outward refusal to accept the Paul brothers are tough guys. They're tough guys. And if Logan wants to come in and make a bunch of money in a sport that he doesn't belong, you go ahead and be as annoyed as you want. The moment Logan is willing to step in there with the greatest of all time, the gig is up. There's no more being able to hate the Logans, the Pauls, rather. You can't do it. They want to take on the rappers and the boxers and sell out, sell out arenas and leave with all the money and leave with all the attention and all the media. Go ahead and be jealous. I get it. I'm a human being. I, I, I feel those same emotions. When you step in there with Floyd, the gig is up. You're now legitimized instantly. When you throw 100 more punches than Floyd and he only outstruck you by 15, two per round? A little less than two per round, the greatest of all time? Which, by the way, is the only thing we knew that Floyd would be able to do. We didn't know if Floyd could hurt him. Floyd doesn't hurt very many people, even the shrimps, right? He just doesn't. We did not know if he could hurt Logan, but we knew he sure as hell could hit him a whole bunch of times. That's what happens when a little guy fights a big guy. The big guy gets hit a whole bunch of times, hoping to land one big hammer. I mean, the story's been told from the beginning of time. It's a true story. Floyd didn't do it. That's what happened. There's very few things in boxing that have ever been told withstood time, with even withstood a week. Floyd versus Conor McGregor was rewritten in one week. So what I'm telling you right now is likely to not hold up. You're dealing with boxers, though. The people that cover boxers aren't much smarter than the boxers who aren't any smarter than the people that are promoting them or training them or managing them. I mean, it's one of these things, right? It might not be the smartest field in the world, but it just might be the dumbest. This is what happened. A guy who has never won a fight went the distance with a guy who's never lost a fight. The guy who had never won a fight who was completely exhausted three rounds in still outworked the other guy. And the other guy, the six-time world champion, the Olympic bronze medalist, the second generation boxer, the one that the boxing community continues to say is the greatest they've ever had, which by the way, if you're a community with any sort of wits, and I, I would never accuse you of having wits, if you have any kind of wits within that community, put that label on somebody else as quickly as you can. We would never let that fly in MMA. You have the right to walk out the door whenever you want, but if you don't and you stick around and you look like a fool like Floyd did, we're going to label you a fool. And we're going to take that greatest of all time label and we're going to stick it on somebody else and we're going to drive the attention and the media and the fans to that guy. And I, I've even heard boxing pundits as recently as this morning say Floyd is the greatest of all time. No, he's not. Your career is however long you choose to stay in there and that is what your legacy is based on. And most guys are scared and they walk out the door early because they want to be patted on the back. And then you get a few guys with balls, and that's who Floyd is, who will step in there longer than he's supposed to. Either way, the rules are the same. When you stake up the joint, you stunk up the joint, and you don't get, a, you don't get to use the matches that you're doing now to go against the legacy you created when you were 37. It just doesn't work that way. Floyd isn't going to fight again. That's according to the guy 
who supports Floyd more than anybody else. Logan is. You decide how you want to do it. If you are the one sport in the world that has a little warmer spot in your heart for a relic and a memory, and the memory of Floyd is greater than the reality of Logan or Canelo or other active fighters today, you choose which way you're going to go. But you can be part of the ongoing problem that is boxing, or you can be one of the fresh voices that tries to fix it. So as we put a bow on Paul versus Mayweather and the ridiculousness that it was, a lot of you out there, including the heavyweight champion of the world, have questions about some of the differences between boxing and MMA. Francis Ngannou sent out a tweet. He said, Logan Paul just made $25 million in a boxing match. What are we doing wrong? Question mark. Now, that may be a rhetorical statement. I will define rhetorical statement as a question that does not need a response. However, he didn't say it was a rhetorical statement and he sent it out to the world. I kind of feel like he's looking for an answer. So allow me to give the UFC heavyweight champion an answer to this question, okay? Because it's very important that you understand this. Because this is a dialogue that is going on out there. It is not going on amongst intellects. It is not going on amongst sophisticated people, but it is still a fair question and it still does deserve an answer. Because if you were to juxtapose what is happening with the great fighters of which Francis would most certainly qualify versus what is going on in the celebrity era of boxing was going to be a very short-lived era, I would estimate and guesstimate it's got about a year left. But to answer the champ's question, Logan has... It's not skills, it's not knockouts, it's not wins, it's not the UFC belt. Those are wonderful things and those are helpful things. He has something better in terms of making money. He ha And this is rare, he has an audience. So if Francis is saying, what are we doing wrong? I assume him to be asking, what is it I could do differently? I'll answer the question. Go get yourself 25 million followers that'll come anywhere you go. You go get 25 million followers, which is what Logan Paul did. You now have $1 on average per follower. There's your 25 million. But you do not have to carry that into MMA. If you don't want to fight again, I mean, it's very rare that somebody that's got this kind of a following and this kind of an audience would choose to market to them in this way. It speaks to the toughness and the rareness that is the Paul brothers, as much as you hate to admit that. But we do see this all the time. And that's where I think when Francis throws up Mr. Surprise look, it does surprise me a little bit because it's, it's very obvious and it happens in the world all the time. You're just now seeing it in combat because the Paul brothers have that within them. We see people that go and have 25 million followers through social media and YouTube and the other kind of channels go into Hollywood. They will go make a movie and they will be paid five times rate of an Academy Award winning actor who's working on the same picture. It happens all the time. We will see people with 25 million followers, which took them decades to build, a ton of hard work. I mean, they're theirs. They earned them. And they'll go write a song. And they'll come over the airwaves and they'll they'll beat everybody in the in the pop charts, beat everybody in all of the charts, even though the people they're beating are much more skilled than them are even more recognized and award-winning than them. An audience is an extremely powerful thing. And fight promoters will encourage you and have told you, I'm not the first, Francis. They have told you, build your audience. You did not get yourself that blue check mark on Twitter that you have. Your promoter went out and got that for you. Just We're talking straight to each other. You didn't do that. You didn't go get the blue check mark next to your name on Instagram, your promoter wouldn't do that for you. Why? Because the promoter knows how important it is that you build your audience. And in all fairness, Francis, you're doing it. You're doing it. You're doing great. You're on top of the bill. You're making a bunch of money. You have huge opportunities. You have not built it to where Paul has. There's your answer. It's not about skill. It's not about who won more. It's not about who sacrificed more. This is a question, the one you're asking, the one you're asking, directly 
as to what are we doing wrong. You're not doing anything wrong. As a matter of fact, you are doing everything right, Francis. But you're not there yet. You don't have the same audience. You don't have the same crowd. That is very loyal, surprisingly, by the way. It is surprising how many people are willing to go on this journey with the Paul brothers. They were Disney characters. They were YouTube personalities. They were funny. They were creative. They were goofy. They were all these different things. They were not tough guys that were going to go in the ring. They got their audience to come along. That's something that should be studied. To get your audience to just come with you isn't something that just works. I remember this trying to happen in reverse. We're talking about stars coming over to fighting. I remember fighters trying to go over to stardom. It just didn't work that way. I remember when Roy Jones, who was on top of the world in the 90s, greatest boxer of the 90s, without quite, nobody debates that. He tried to go into a rap career. It just didn't work. Shaquille O'Neal tried to go into a rap career. They did not come along. They, they weren't on board with it. I, I couldn't tell you why. But I will tell you, it's something that you should study. I'd love for you to get back to me, Francis. Here, I helped you out. I answered your question. I'd love it if you could come answer mine. How did the Paul brothers get this audience that has nothing to do with combat sports to come on the journey with them? Win or lose. Showing up at workouts. Showing up at open weigh-ins. Showing up in the media. Putting the story out. Perpetuating this idea. How? It's a fascinating transition. It was handled very carefully by somebody very intelligently. And I don't know. So let's help each other, Francis. I answered your question. And it's not what you're doing wrong, by the way. I'm changing your word from what are we doing wrong to what are we doing different. The difference, so you understand, is the size of the audience. Now you tell me, how did he get that audience to follow him to the ring? Coming up in a moment, I'll give you my official prediction for Leon Edwards versus Nate Diaz and Figueroa versus Moreno. But before we get there, here's some words about one of our sponsors. Do you guys find yourself more and more hesitant about what you search on the internet and what information you are sharing over your internet connection I know I have been, especially because of the latest cyber attacks. I know most of you are probably thinking, why don't you just use incognito mode? Let me tell you something, incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history. Your internet service provider can still see every single website you've ever visited. That's why, even when I'm home, I never go online without using ExpressVPN. It doesn't matter if you get your internet connection from Verizon, Comcast, or AT&T. ISPs in the US are legal. They can sell your information to ad companies. ExpressVPN is the solution to your privacy. It's an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your internet provider can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background. It's so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and boom, you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all devices, phones, computers, even your smart TV, so there's no excuse to not be using it. Protect your online activity today. Use the VPN rated number one by CNET and Wired. Visit my exclusive link to expressvpn.com slash chael and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash chael. Expressvpn.com slash chael to learn more. Middleweight to welterweight, there is no shortage of action going on this weekend at UFC 263. And DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC, has a heavyweight offer for this weekend's fight with 100 to 1 odds. One fighter will be walking away with the belt. 
Will you be walking away with the cash? Just pick the main event fighter you think will win, and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 100 to 1 odds on that fighter. That's right. You bet $1 on a select fighter, and if they win, you win $100 in site credits. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with the DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if MMA isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on basketball, hockey, and so much more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code CHAIL when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in site credits when you bet on the main card fighter to win. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code CHAIL to turn $1 into $100 in site credits on select main card fighters for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Winnings paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. My official prediction, Nate Diaz versus Leon Edwards. I'm going Diaz. I'm going Diaz, and I, I want you guys to hear me out why, because that, that's very unlikely. In all fairness, that's very unlikely. Nate's one of our favorite guys. Nate's a straight-up badass. Leon hadn't lost in going on five years, right? Last, uh, last loss was to the champ, so why do I go with Nate? Look, one thing that Nate has against him, and every time I've talked to you about Nate for the last five times I've talked to you about Nate, it's the same thing against him, which is the layoff. I don't know why he does this. I don't like that he does this. I think someday he's going to regret having done this, but Leon's in the same spot. Leon hasn't been fighting. And the one match that, that he had with Blahal, I mean, that was cut short. Leon looked fantastic, by the way. I saw no, no room for ring rust or a conversation about that. I'm just sharing for you that. We can't hold that knock against Nate. Hey, you've been a little bit inactive. So has Leon. They just happen to be inactive for different reasons. Nate came out. And there's some nostalgia, by the way. You pick a Diaz boy, there's some nostalgia. Is there some home cooking in my, in my prediction here? Yeah, sure. Sure there is. I'll admit that to you right now. But you take a guy at his word. And we understand there's promotion. We understand that fighters say things. Fans say things. We all say things, right? Everybody lies except numbers. Numbers don't lie. I get that. Hold that thought because it's got no part to do with my argument. My argument isn't necessarily based within reality. But Nate made a statement that was almost out the bubble of reality, which is he said, I'm getting younger. He's doing certain things with his diet. He's doing certain things with his training. He said, I'm getting younger. I'm getting faster. I'm getting better. He's never spoke that way before. Nate, as a matter of fact, has never hyped the damn thing. We chose Nate. Nate didn't choose us. We, the you guys, we decided we like him. We want him in the sport. We decided to fill up arenas to watch him. We decided to cheer the loudest for him. He didn't do it for us. I mean, I only bring that to you. He's not, he's not a promoter. He's not a hype machine. He tells you what he's thinking and feeling. We know that, and we appreciate that rawness from both he and his brother. This is the first time ever he said, I'm feeling better. I'm getting better. I'm younger. I give my body a chance to heal and recover, which no other guys do. It was an interesting take. But it was one guy's opinion who has earned the right to an opinion. Now, all of that nice stuff. Okay, you got to set all that nice stuff in the storylines aside. If Nate's going to win this fight, how the hell is he going to do it? The only problem that I've seen Nate have, and I think you guys would agree with me, and no, don't point out the you know, Josh uh, Thompson fight or something. I broad stroke, but the problem that we've seen with Nate, and the only problem we've seen broad stroke, is that he will get taken down and then he will cooperate with the opponent and stay there. Very similar to the problem that Kevin Holland psychologically is working through right now, just to offer you a recent example. That many guys who have come along believe you can win a fight from your back. 
The judges are never going to see it that way, no matter how bad you want them to. And you're not going to submit a good guy from your back, no matter how bad you want to believe 1993 Hoist Gracie is still around. It's just not the case. Cold reality. It's not the case. I say it to you because that's where Nate has lost the majority of his fights. That's where he lost against Masvidal. He chose to stay on bottom. He wanted George to come down and join him at one point. He wanted to get the party started from the bottom. He's losing on the judges. And damn near every time you've ever seen Nate Diaz get beat, it's the same story that I just told for you. It's not on the feet. You stay on the feet with him. Go ask Conor McGregor, who went a half hour with Floyd. Go ask Conor McGregor how fun Nate Diaz is to deal with on his feet, right? It's one of these things. I don't think that Leon has the skills. I don't think it's within his toolbox as a British fighter to go out and ground and pound somebody as good as Nate Diaz, but not to mention to do it for the better part of 25 minutes. Okay, if you agree with me on that point, then we're saying that Leon's got to beat him on his feet. And if you want to argue that Leon can, okay, great. But you see where the odds just got a little bit closer to what I'm saying. Leon's a two and a half to one favorite right now to win a mixed martial arts fight. I'm telling you, they're not having a mixed martial arts fight. Or at least if they don't, if I am right and Nate can stop the takedowns and Nate does not cooperate and go to that downed position and start losing minutes and losing rounds. If he doesn't do that, if I'm right on that, that two and a half to one, Leon would still be the favorite. I'm just sharing with you, it's closer. We're now, we're talking about a, uh, we're talking about a, a plus 130. We're talking about a plus uh, 120. It's that's damn near even money. Okay, plus one is even money. Okay, if I'm using terms that you non-gamblers don't uh, don't understand, that's damn near even money. Now, what's the intangible? The intangible is the 25 minutes. People don't want to go 25 minutes with Nate. However, I don't know that I could tell you accurately that Nate can weaponize championship rounds better than Leon. I think that Leon is also a grinder, just not recognized for it. I think that Leon is also a fourth and fifth round fighter, just not recognized for it. So I think that we got a lot of fun to look forward to. I don't think that it matters what goes one through three and we, we just know Nate's going to win four and five. No, I don't think so. I think you're underestimating Leon. Leon's a bad son of a bitch everywhere for every minute that you're going to be out there. However, I do think you got a little back and forth here. And I will concede I need to be right in my analysis of the lack of grappling that's going to happen. I've got to be right on that. If Leon gets on top, no matter how active Nate is on the bottom, the judges aren't going to favor that. Nate has a history of doing... Nate's got a history of doing two things, and only two things. And I, I'll, I'll certainly never win him over. One, is believing he can win a fight by the judges' opinion from the bottom. And two... Not defending leg kicks. He doesn't believe in leg, he doesn't believe leg kicks hurt. He doesn't believe he needs to defend them. It's just it's one of those things. So Leon's smart. Leon's gonna know the things that I know, things that you know, right? He's gonna observe history, use history as the greatest trajectory for the future, and he's gonna go out and throw some leg kicks. Now, the other side of it is Nate has one of the the best, highest IQ striking coaches in the game. It's one of the reasons that Nate does so well on his feet. I'm guessing. I might even be hoping, and hope isn't the strategy. I might even be hoping here that Nate is ready for some of those kicks because Nate has a reach, and Nate has a volume, and Nate has an activity. Look, for my prediction to be right, I need this to be a stand-up fight. That still doesn't concede that I'm right. Leon is better than many of you have given him credit. However, it's close. It's going to be really close if it stays on their feet. It's going to be a volume game. I don't think the inactivity is a conversation we can have here when the same is true for both guys, right? I, I, I got the seven minutes with Blahal, by the way. You don't, don't think you have to correct me. The four minutes with Blahal. Don't think you have to correct me. I got it. I'm just arguing that's not enough to put on the board. I think we got to wipe that one away. Both these guys have been removed for a period of time. They're both dead even. They're both going into championship rounds. Leon could be intimidated by that. Don't know. For sure, Nate is not. Nate wants it. That matters in some regard. Don't believe we're going to have a grappling contest. Think we're going to have a stand-up fight. And I think the Stockton slapper, I think he's going to surprise you. I think he's going to win this fight. Official prediction. 
Figueredo versus Moreno. Guys, Figueredo and not a lot to see here. I know that was a fun first fight. You're not going to see that again. You might get some minutes out of this. You're probably going to get a stoppage. You're not going to see a round one by Moreno. And let me tell you why, by the way, because Moreno came out. He had a great night. When you overperform, when you fight outside of your gloves, which is a real thing, Coming back and duplicating it, okay, and there's a couple of ways to go. You can use that as a springboard. That can be a major confidence builder. Now you believe that you can do something. Here's a side that you don't see on TV. The level of exhaustion that Moreno had to get to to put on that performance is a place that he doesn't want to go back. No fighter wants to go to that. You largely will go out there and have those amazing performances, and you wonder why you regress. You regress because there is a strength in being naive. There is a strength in not knowing what you don't know. Once you get into those waters, it is very scary, and oftentimes fighters don't want to return to it. I only suggest that for you because Moreno overperformed. Can we agree on that? Yeah, for, for sure. Figueredo underperformed. Can we agree on that? Yeah, that's what happened. We saw it. Now, that's what dreams are made of. That was an awesome fight. I would never take away from what those guys did. That's not what I'm attempting to do or what we're doing here. We're talking about what's going to happen next. And I'm telling you next, not only does Figueredo win, he's going to win dominantly. Do they go five? I, no, I don't think so. I think there's a stoppage. Will Figueredo lose any of those rounds? No, pretty sure he won't. Going to go out there and be pretty confident. If you ever find yourself in a fight that's harder than you thought it was going to be, things unravel quickly. That's what happened. And they unraveled for Figueredo. And Figueredo stepped up anyway. He was hurting. It was slipping away. He could have let it go. He was getting tired. He was getting outstruck. He was getting out-wrestled. I mean, he was losing rounds. That was a back and forth. If you guys remember that contest, it ended up in a draw. But it ended up in a draw because Figueredo lost a point. It was a low blow issue. Figueredo lost a point. So it's just enough controversy and definitely enough action, fun, heart, toughness, skill to demand an immediate rematch. So that's how we got here. I'm taking a timeline, right? Just short-term memories we have in this sport. That's the timeline. That's how we got here. But... Two things happened. First off, Moreno fought outside of his abilities. Is that going to be a confidence booster? Now I know I can do it. Is that, is that helpful? I don't think so. I've never thought confidence was helpful. I hear people love to use these buzzwords, confident, be dedicated, and you got to have heart and willingness. And yet, I, I hear all these buzzwords, and you can even go through chapters and write a book and move a couple copies on Amazon. Does it actually carry over to real life? No, I no, no. There's no part within this sport where a judge or a referee or your opponent cares if you believe. None. There's no way to mark the ballot box for that. There's no way to, to mark the scorecard for that. Confidence and belief in what you did before, it just has nothing to do with the sport. I'm sharing that with you. It's a cold, hard reality, but this is not a mental sport. It's a physical sport. People love to say that it's 80% mental and 20% physical. Again, that's great for a book to sell on Amazon. It just isn't true. It's 80% physical or more, or more. And whatever the leftover is, goes to the mental side. And sure, you need to dig deep, but there's no part of the judges, there's no part of an assignment or an interpretation within the unified rules, which we are going to contest this bout under that has anything to do with how you feel or think. It is going to be 100% about the physicality. And I only share it with you because I saw two things that night. I saw Figueredo dig deep. And I was cheering against him. In all fairness, I like an upset. I wasn't really into the couple colors here. You know, I thought it was a weird guy. I don't know him. But that's what I thought as a fan. I wasn't into it. I wanted the guy with one colored hair to win. That's how I chose that night. And he was just about to. And it was a great fight. But the other side of it is I saw the guy I was cheering against show character. Show heart refuse to let something go, fight to the bitter end, whether it was the night he wanted to be there or not. And it wasn't. It was a night he did not. That was not a full Figueredo, and he still showed us why he's champion. He left with his belt. He did what he needed to do, even if it was a draw. Moreno overperformed. And we've seen this before, guys. Recently, Ruiz versus Joshua. Ruiz goes out there, and he made Joshua look like an amateur. I can't remember how many times Ruiz dropped him before finishing him or what the rounds, but I believe he put him down four times inside of five rounds, and on the fourth time, the ref called it off and the fight was over. I mean, it was bad. Ruiz made Joshua. It was, it was almost unbelievable what you were watching. Joshua was in a fight that was harder than he knew it was going to be. 
Ruiz, who overperformed, never returned to that. He shows up 30 or 40 pounds heavier for their next contest. It was, it was one of the miss of misses in the history of professional athletics. It was the greatest miss of Ruiz's life, not taking that second fight seriously, not preparing for it, not understanding the opportunity that he had. Somewhere maybe in Crazyville where he was living at the time that he beat Joshua, he thought, even in defeat, I'm going to get a trilogy. Right? I mean, guys do that. Guys, guys who do not have star potential but think that there's, I mean, something, Ruiz did something there. S something happened. And I offer for you what it was is he simply overperformed. His opponent found himself in a spot harder than he was ready to be for at that time, mentally. So you fix those things and you work through those things. The other side of the coin is that I'm wrong. Confidence is going to help Moreno. Motivated him. Bumped up his training. It's going to excel the fight. And not to mention Figueredo is going to come out and be a little bit tentative because he now respects his opponent. That's also an argument you can make. It's just not the one that I believe we're going to see. I believe not only do you see Figueredo win, you're going to see Figueredo win dominantly. On Friday, I will give you my official prediction for Israel Adesanya versus Marvin Vittori. But to close out today's show, I want to focus on some of the controversy happening around some of the top names in the UFC's middleweight division. Paulo Costa is out. Kelvin Gatzblum is in. Now, this has to do with the main event fight against Jared Cannonier. And I got to tell you, from an entertainment standpoint, from an excited standpoint, any way you want to do that round robin, I'm in. Kelvin versus Paulo, Paulo versus Cannoneer, Cannoneer versus Kelvin, which is what we're going to get. For me, it's equal. I lost, I lost nothing here. I think you guys would relate to that. Now, Paulo Costa, who, by the way, allow me to tell you this. Don't judge a book by his cover, right? He's a real handsome guy, but he's a big and strong guy. and you, He's a real human being. You ever visit with him? He's a very calm, a very nice, a very thoughtful He's a caring, all these, all these buzzwords, but they're true. He's a sweet guy. He's a really great guy. He put out a tweet. When Kelvin got picked up for this, Paulo Costa put out a tweet. And he had two, two problems. He had two complaints. First, he said, I never signed to fight Cannoneer, but the UFC announced I was. That bothered him. Se hold the thought. Second tweet he put out was about main event fighter pay as it had to do with him if I'm main eventing my fighter pay he didn't finish the thought any more than that so I'm going to attempt to guess where that thought was going and I'm going to attempt to form an opinion an idea and a response for him let's start at the first one which is that he didn't sign and he didn't agree that is not uncommon in boxing they would never do it but then again in boxing there's two events a year there's two events a year, and of those events, there's one fight per card. Right? I mean, in all fairness, if any undercard, we just had a boxing fight over the weekend, Logan and Floyd, which it turned out to be Sunday. I sat down to watch it on Saturday, like a civilized human being. Turned out it wasn't on Saturday, it was on Sunday. I'm sure you guys can relate to this, but if any fight on that undercard fell apart, didn't show up, didn't make weight, stayed home, got sick, didn't, didn't pass the bubble test, it didn't change. It didn't change anything, right? And I'm only use that as an example because all of boxing is that way. They have two big fights a year. Oh, and by the way, those aren't two big fight cards. They have two big fights. I only bring that to you because it's, it's a meaningful difference. Of course, you can sit down. Of course, you get everything written down and typed out. It's one of these things in MMA where you're moving quickly. You get a yes. You get a yes. You get a text message. Boom! It could have been from the guy himself. It could, could have been from a coach that claims he's speaking for the guy. A manager who's supposed to be speaking for the guy. And you move forward with that information. That's not an insult to the fighter. That is a huge compliment. That is one hundred percent. I'll say the UFC, but that's Dana White specifically saying, "I trust you." That's what he's saying. And if you take that and you interpret that any other way. You just insulted the boss. Just so you understand. Just so you understand. If he believes he can work with you based on whatever level of information that he got to the point that he can put out a press release and put you in a main event spot, he's telling you. He's telling you publicly, I trust you. It's a big compliment. If you want to push it back, that's your business. I'm just explaining to you what that is. I fought 
Mauricio Shogun Hua in a main event of a brand new network called FS1. I have never accepted a fight with Shogun to this day. I have never agreed to fight Shogun to this day. There was an announcement when I heard about it. Eventually, I got a plane ticket and off I went. I'm, that true story. So I'm just sharing with you for personalized information that it, sometimes it works that way. I was so honored. I had a different reaction than Paulo did. I was so honored. It's a main event. They were using it to kick off a network, which meant it was a main event that meant something to them. They trusted me. That's how I felt. That was my interpretation. Paulo's open to his. Second part. Paulo says that he's not getting... Main event fighter pay. Now, that is an issue I have been waiting to come up. I've been waiting for somebody to bring this up because, to remind you in case you're a new fan, or even if you're an old fan and you've forgotten, the only thing that used to be five rounds was title fights. Now, I strongly disagree with that. There is no other meaningful sport on the face of Earth that when it's for the championship, we go longer. The Super Bowl doesn't become five rounds, five, five innings, three halves. It doesn't work that way. The NBA, they don't begin to play five quarters. No sport anywhere changes because now it's for all the marbles. So I personally don't even agree with us doing it for championship fights, but hold that fight. It's the way it is. It's the way it was before I got here. Who am I to complain? Right? I, saw, I saw the ride and I bought a ticket anyway, so I, I kind of lose my ability to complain. I don't lose my ability to complain when it comes to main event fights that aren't for the belt, that for reasons unknown, just because they're the last fight of the night, are going five rounds instead of three because it's a meaningful change. What you're risking for how long you're risking it is a meaningful time change. 10 more minutes, right? Uh, regularly, regularly scheduled 15-minute contest. What are we talking here, guys? 90%? Is that an additional 90% of time? But then take the preparation. And this is the part for me. I'm personalizing, right? But I, I, I have my feelings hurt sometimes too, same as Paulo Costa did. I'm a human being and I'm just sharing with you. It was the preparation that I felt was being undervalued or under-respected. It is so difficult to prepare for a 15-minute fight. I came through the wrestling world. It was seven minutes under NCAA rules. That was one of the most exhausting things I could do. However, at no point in those seven minutes was my opponent trying to damage me. He was trying to score points on me so I could find places to rest. Same as every other wrestler that ever did it. You could find your places to rest. In MMA, there's no place to rest because he's not trying to score points. He's trying to damage you. So now you're going from the ty most tiring thing that I ever had discovered at that point in my life, up to 23 years old, which is a seven-minute wrestling match, to a 20, uh, to a five-minute, uh, apologize, to a 15-minute MMA fight. Whole nether level of exhaustion. Now you're asking somebody to go 25 minutes, and I only bring that up because when that change was made, there was never any activation within the contract. There was no activation clause within the contract that if you escalate, it's called escalation in a contract. To a main event, five-round contest, what happens? What is different participation-wise for you? I think that's what Paulo's speaking about. And I've been waiting for that argument to come for a long time. Quietly, I know what the answer is. Quietly, I'll share it with you guys. 99% of the fighters will be recognized after the fact and without discussion and out of contract in the form of a monetary compensation. That was never discussed, but it does happen. 100% of the main event fighters are compensated. There's a tenth where it comes in another way. I could also personalize that. I've had something going. Did Dana a favor. It ended up not coming through, but I did my part of it. And he there was another way that he paid me back, which I thought was more than generous and he didn't need to do it. I was expecting nothing, but he saw it differently. He saw you said yes when I asked you to say yes, and whether I got this done or not, I wasn't handed much, but I, I was handed something else that was just uh, fantastic. Fantastic opportunity. I'll tell you what it was. I'm not trying to keep it a secret. Just, there was a show called something, always something in Philadelphia, always sunny in Philadelphia, and I went and did a commercial 
for it. I had a great time, and they I got paid for the commercial, but I also got, you know, I got to do this thing on TV. At any rate, that was how he paid me for saying yes. So I only bring that to you because it, I'm using a personal, but 100, 100%, just so Paulo understands, 100% of main event fighters will be recognized. 99% will be in the form of check, but that is after the fact. But even with that said, I don't know that Paulo's wrong. I have been waiting for this argument to come up. I've been waiting for this fight to happen exclusively as it pertains to your contract, but because of your placement on the cards, you now have to go 90% longer. I don't think that Paulo's out of bounds here. I suggest that maybe Paulo hasn't been through it. I was surprised that Paulo's managers and coaches and teammates who have been there didn't grab him and go, oh, wait, here's how it works. But I'm not surprised that this come up. I'm a little surprised that it's taken this long for it to come up. So in the final analysis, let's not be upset with Paulo. Let's not. He says he didn't sign. For him within his own code, if he has not signed, he is therefore not obligated. That's not the standard of the industry, but if that is within his code, we need to show respect to that. Okay. Lost opportunity. Gaslam comes in. That's the punishment. We're square. The punishment here has already happened. I want, I, want, I want this to be a deal. I want, I want us all to agree on this. The punishment to Paulo is that he's lost an opportunity. It now goes to Kelvin. We're even. Nobody be mad at Paulo. Nobody pick on Paulo. Nobody try to pull Paulo down. He believed, absent of a signature, we yet to have a deal. Fine. That's fair. He said his piece. Paulo has done nothing wrong. All right, guys, that's it for today's show. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope that you come back for the next episode on Friday. We're going to be talking all about Saturday night. Of course, I mean the main event, Adesanya versus Vittori. Until then, I'm Chael Sonnen, and you are welcome. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.